Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. handle that, I guess, very carefully and and cautiously and with responsibility. Amen. Job chapter 17 then and verse number 11, and I'm going to read verse 15. And if you don't mind, I'm going to read out of the the living Bible as well, those verses of scripture. And and the reason why you, again, you hear this a lot this year is because I'm reading through the living Bible, one of the books that I read uh, this year. And so I'm coming across just different Uh, perspectives and viewpoints things said differently uh, that just kind of prompts my interest amen job 17 and verse 11 the job says he says my days are past everybody say they're gone my days are past this is according to job's estimation my purposes are broken off even the thoughts of my heart he says in verse 15 and where is now my hope as for my hope, who shall see it? The Living Bible states it like the, this, these same two verses, Job 17 and verse number 11. He says, my good days are in the past. My hopes have disappeared. My heart's desires are broken. He says in verse 17, where then is my hope? Can anyone find, can anyone find any? No now go and read verse 16 there. No, my hope will go down with me to the grave. We shall rest together in the dust. We shall rest together in the dust. Amen. Uh, tonight for a little while, and I, I, can't, I can't tell you I have a real proper or inspiring title for this. As a matter of fact, I don't have anything on a piece of paper that indicates a title for this. All right. But if I may... I just want to talk about the tragedy of a wounded spirit. The tragedy of a wounded spirit. Amen tonight. If the Lord would help me here this evening. God, I come to you this evening. I'm I'm so grateful, Lord Jesus, for who and what you are in my life. God, I thank you, Jesus, Lord, for waking me up this morning. Thank you, Jesus, God, for your people that have gathered here both this morning and tonight, God. I don't want to take lord jesus their presence being here for granted i pray oh lord this evening that you're able to speak god through these lips of clay and help me lord articulate something that will be of some benefit god to those lord that sit lord under the sound of my voice tonight god we need heaven we need heaven to come down lord and touch us anew and afresh god by your spirit i know god that you're capable of doing it god and i'll trust you with it In the lovely name of Jesus Christ that I pray and the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated tonight in the lovely name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The tragedy, the tragedy of a wounded spirit. I'm going to go to another verse. I'm going to get all my scripture out here and then I won't have nothing else to say. All right. Amen. Another scripture I wish to share here tonight is Proverbs chapter 18 and verse number 14, the Bible says the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can 
bear. I would dare to say this evening that we all, we all, and whenever I say enjoy, I use that word quite liberally, we all enjoy the story of Job from the perspective and the aspect of that somewhere in our course of life, it seems as though we can find ourselves identifying with some of the things that Job encountered, amen, and what he went through. Uh, we might not be able necessarily identify so much with the gazillion of livestock and donkeys and so on and so forth, and maybe riches. We have a little bit of an aspect of our own humanity in that, Sister Rhonda's, whenever we understand that here's a man that's going through some type of physical condition in his body that he is dealing with on a day-by-day means. So be able to identify uh, with that gives us some hope. And then we turn the pages of Scripture, and anybody that's ever lost lost a child uh, can identify with Job as he grieves the loss not just of one child but all his children and and so we are able to identify with him in that respect as well as we continue on in our journey in the book of Job and Job comes to a place in his life where he says I I looked before me and I couldn't find the Lord I looked behind me and I couldn't find him on my left hand and on my right hand and it seemed like I just couldn't find the Lord if I just knew where his seat was at that's where I would make my complaint it's there that man it's like oh man the release I can identify with this man because there have been too many times more than I can number or count that I felt like that God has forsaken me and God has forgotten me and I've searched for him and looked for him and it was to no avail to no benefit and it's in these areas that we identify with Job and maybe even through the aspect of his supposed friends you can identify amen with Job their comfort that they brought that seemingly did not help to any great degree with what he was going through. Maybe you can identify with him when he goes through verses upon verses of just spouting off and talking to God. I've been there, folks. I've had those moments of time that it seemed like God wasn't talking to me, but I was doing a whole lot of talking to God. And I was questioning everything from the dandelion in the yard to how how the green got into the leaves on the trees, you know, just spouting everything that I knew and didn't know concerning God. And so I can identify with Job in that respect as well. And Job, through the process, of time his body being attacked all these things of not being able to discern the spirit of the Lord to discern the handiwork of God that was taking place uh, even the estrangement that happened in his own family identify with him right away his wife saying curse God and die and so there's a there's a little family relationship upheaval that's happening there and we're like Bam, thank God. Amen, no, but somebody else has some family problems, you know. I, I can identify, amen, with that. And so we have all of this unrest inside of the life of Job, the physical, the, the, the social uh, dealings with his family. And he's being so taxed by all of this that Job comes to a juncture in the road in his life that he's just exasperated by what has happened, what is taking place. The years of having many cattle and many livestock and having all of his kids sitting down with their feet underneath his table and the, the undying loving support of his, li- of his wife to be faithful to God. All of that now to Job seems to be so much in the distant past that it is gone. 
As a matter of fact, Job feels like the day and the hour of his death is close. He doesn't believe that there's much hope for surviving anything else there is to come upon him. And so with all of this, Job exclaims there in chapter number 17, he says basically, my days are in the past, my good days. The days of having all the kids home around the table, that's no more. The the days of having the livestock and being considered in my land and place as being a man of respect and renown with riches and servants at my fingertips tips and having a great estate that I am the king if you will over all of that is in the past my my hopes have disappeared I've worked my whole life to this moment I've worked my whole life to this stage of life but now it has just fell through my fingers as sand falls through my fingers and all of that is in the past in other words what happened Job was saying even the desires of my heart They're broken. Not only is my body broken, but my spirit. My spirit is broken. And there is a tragedy, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, whenever the spirit becomes broken. Because the Bible tells us in Proverbs that if a man has an ailment or if a man has a disease, and we see it still bears true in our world and today. I've been at the bedside of too many that's been ill of health. Their bodies can just be ravaged with disease and ravaged with uh, unhealthy uh, things going on within their cells. Yet because of the spirit of the individual that that has a, 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 a forwardness and a will to live, to go forward, and, and to go on and conquer they, they can literally carry that body that is not responding that body that is not doing well by all standards of medical science is deplorable but because of the spirit of the man being intact that can ultimately influence the physical body of the man and so we see people coming from almost deathbed experiences because they had a will and a spirit to live they had a tenacious spirit that said you know what I'm not always going to be lying here on this bed. This thing's not going to get the best of me. I I still got some good days ahead of me. And with that type of attitude, I've seen people get well. Amen. I've seen people go on and live well past many times of having encounters with death because they had a will to live. Their spirit was strong. Their spirit was tenacious. They believed they could and so they did. As a man think of in his heart, so is he. They said, I'm not going to be overtaken by all of this. And so they continue on because they have a strong spirit. Your spirit can carry you sometimes when your body can. Your spirit can be the wind in your cells when all the other wind, amen, of your life has been knocked from you if your spirit's strong. But there is a malady that happens whenever the spirit becomes broken and the spirit becomes wounded. Job, he could go on after, amen, hearing that his children were gone. He could go on after hearing livestock and other animals were departed. He could go on after hearing all these things. The Bible says he fell down and he worshiped being physically afflicted. He could go on, but it went on and it went on and it went on to a place that I believe something different happened for Job. It just wasn't a breaking of his body. It just wasn't the breaking of his family. It just wasn't the breaking of his heritage. But I believe somewhere along the way, Job's spirit started to break. And whenever Job 
Job's spirit started to break. He said, my good days are no more. My good days are just in the past. There's nothing ahead of me to look forward to. I'm never going to rise out of where I'm at. I'm never going to rise out of this situation. I'm just going to have to let bygones be bygones. I've come on this Sunday evening to preach to a group of people, to try to tell somebody that might be battling with a broken spirit tonight, your best days are not behind you. And the best days of his church are not behind him. I am just foolish enough, if you want to call it that, foolishness and foolish enough to believe that the days of the church, the days of revival, amen, the days even for First Apostolic Church, the best days are not in the past. The best days are not still yet in a first church or a second church. But I'm just foolishness enough to believe that there's enough will in my spirit, in my mind, that if my body is decrepit or if it's not quite looking the way that it should, that's okay. Because there is a will in my spirit that says it's not always going to be like it is right now. It's not always going to be like it is right now, like it is today. I'm not buying into the idea that our best days are already over. Our best days are gone. Someone say yes. We need to adopt that not just as a church, but each and every one of us individually. We need to look at it like this. Hey, you know what? I got a will that it's not going to be as it is right now. Amen. A few years from now or even a few moments from now. I got a will in my spirit. If I can keep my spirit intact, if I can keep my spirit secure, if I can keep my spirit plugged in, my spirit will carry me when all the external resources are saying to the contrary. If I can keep plugged in in my spirit. It'll give me a will. It'll give me a tenacity. It'll give me the power to go forward. When everything else says you're going down, my spirit can say you're going up. When everything tells me you might as well write it off, ah, my spirit can say don't do it quite yet. So here's Job at a juncture in the road though. His spirit is being waxed upon. His spirit is becoming wounded. The good days are in the past. All my hopes have disappeared. I, I, had, I had ambitions for each one of my children. I had ambitions for each one of my children. I seen how I was going to give them this lot of land. I seen how I was going to give them so many of this livestock to start him in their own lives. But that's no longer there. His spirit is wounded. And so it's having a hard time to sustain everything that he had experienced thus far in his life. His heart's desires are broken and he's asking man where's my hope now I had all my hope in this I had all my hope in that of yesteryear Haman can anybody find any hope what am I going to do now that fell apart what am I going to do now and so at this juncture in the road Job is about ready to write off his future because his past was written off The good days are gone. And so since they vanished, I can't have no good days in the future. Can't have no good days in the future. Someone say amen. It don't have to be that way. Don't have to be that way. You can. Your best days don't have to be behind you. I know what it looks like right now. 
I know what it speaks to you right now, but your best days don't have to be behind you. I don't, I don't have to come in and if I can just, is this all right? If I can, sometimes I think it's, you know, you, you just got to expose the elephant in the room. I, I know sometimes I can come in here. And I don't know about you, but there's sometimes I just feel spirits of depression. I feel spirits of depression. I feel spirits of a lullness. I feel the spirits of a people that have suffered a great loss. Amen. Spirits of people that have suffered a great loss. And what I believe has happened is this, is that you've gotten to a place where there is a wounded spirit that is encroaching upon you. And what a wounded spirit does is tells you this, anything that you had in the past is gone. Forget it. It's wrote off. Amen. Brother Mason, I'm a fool maybe, but call me a fool tonight. I'll accept it. I'm a fool if I'm going to stand here and say, let me tell you, we can't have a choir like we once had. Or we can't have a sign team like we once had or we can't have those X number of young people over in the youth room like we once had. I'm a fool to stand up here and say well that's gone. That that was a mark we reached but it can never be reached again. No folks you're succumbing to a wounded spirit. A wounded spirit says it can't happen. A wounded spirit says I'm just going to go down with a ship but if somebody gets a wheel, if somebody gets a tenacity it says hey our best days are not behind us they are still in front that's right I refuse to accept the deception and the lies of the enemy that tells me it's going to be your four and no more it's going to be come in and sing a few songs haphazardly get through have a little bit of prayer and go I refuse to accept that yesteryear isn't gone God's got a new thing that's coming God's got a new sunshine that's coming God's got another horizon before us but in the hour of despair I cannot allow my spirit to get wounded. Job's Job's ready to take pen to page. Write it off. Hope's gone. Hope's gone. Hope's gone. Man, I've stood around people that were dying. My hope was gone, but they still had hope. I'm serious. I was really thinking, hmm. Just between me, you, and the fish post, if they pull through, it will be a capital miracle. And you get a call then the next day, they're sitting on the bed, they're eating. What in the world? Two things they had a will, and their will correlated with God's will. Their will correlated with God's will and it brought new life. Sister Jessup, I love Sister Jessup. She goes through the line out here sometimes. Amen. And as we're shaking hands, and every once in a while she'll share a story from years ago. I tell you what, whenever I was young, and this is what happened, and that's what happened, and this is how God moved, blah, 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 blah. And I no disrespect to the blah, 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 blah. But she'd just say about what God did and how God did that. You know, I don't look at her and listen to that with a tear streaming down my face and think, well, that was great, but that's in the past. You know what that does to me? Honey, if that was good enough for her and her generation, God's no respecter of persons or generations. That can happen in my generation. That can happen in my lifetime. But I got to have a will that says it can happen. I got to have a will that says it's going to happen. I got 
to have a will that says, hey, I'm not just going to lay here in this bed. I'm going to get up and move because I'm not going to be held hostage. You got to have a will. Someone say amen. What does this mean? Woo. What does this mean? Right here, close to the middle of the book of Job, that he's entertaining these thoughts and he's entertaining all these ideas. I'll tell you what it means. It tells me this, that Job somewhere re-lassoed, if you will. He lassoed his spirit. He got his spirit back into subjection to the things that were of God because he had more than one point in the book of Job where he said, you know what? We're writing this off. We're just going to count our losses. But Job, somewhere along the line, evidently, Brother James, he meant something brought a fresh life upon his will, a fresh life upon that spirit that was wounded because nobody can bear. There's nothing, there's nothing you can do for somebody that doesn't have the will. If it's the body, the spirit can carry it. But if it's the spirit, what can you do about it? I can't do anything about it. There's only one that can do anything about it. That's the reason I've tried not to frustrate myself when it comes to the aspect of the wounded spirit because there's nothing I can do about it. You have to have the want to, you don't want to. Nothing I can do about it. Believe you me, I've hit my head against the wall a few times trying to figure out what can I do, God? Because you can't do nothing with a wounded spirit. I'm the only one that can do something with the wounded spirit. See, somewhere through all these pleadings and, and complainings and Job dealing with somewhat of a wounded spirit, God spoke to him, the Bible said, from the whirlwind. What his friends couldn't do. Uh-huh. What Eliphaz couldn't do. What his own wife. Let me tell you something. Your wife can't give you the will that you need to do what God wants you to do. There's no family relationship that can give you the will to do what God wants us to do as a church. If you're trying to find it there, you're barking up the tallest tree in the forest. It's not going to happen. But whenever God spoke out of the whirlwind and spoke to Job and began to minister to Job, something started to happen to the spirit of Job. There became a little, a little sparkle back in Job's eyes because the things that he thought were now written off, he's now thinking perhaps there is a chance. Perhaps there is a possibility. Perhaps this is going to turn around. I won't hold you much longer. What I'd like to read to you, though, is the last few verses of of the book of Job, Job 42 and verse 16 and 17 because the Bible states these words, amen. And in, after this lived Job, he, now listen now, he's already been blessed in the latter portion of his life, the Bible says, more than he was in his former. He has sons and daughters again. He has more sheep. He has more oxen. He has more camels. He has more donkeys. Listen, everything that in the middle of Job, he said the past is gone he now has now and even more in abundance everything that he was talking about was gone could not be reclaimed when his spirit was wounded now in the end of his life he has every bit of it plus more we stand back and say how could you top what Job had in the beginning Woo. Job was even asking, how could that be top? So it's gone. 
It's a bygone. But God entered into the picture. God restored the wounded spirit. God spoke to Job from the whirlwind. And God blessed his latter end more than he did his beginning. And the Bible says, after this lived Job 140 years and saw his sons and his sons' sons, even the fourth generation. So Job died being old and full of days. The living translation says that Job died being old and full of good days. What are you saying? Job says what happened in the past is just in the past. There is no reclaiming. There is no going forward. There's not no way touching that benchmark again. But in the end of his life, he said, I thought all my good days were gone. But I've lived to see the fourth generation and I'm standing here both footed right now. Hey, my life's been good and full of good days. Uh What are you saying? I'm saying it's quite possible that if the spirit gets healed, in the church, and that's as individuals, if the spirit gets healed, that tomorrow, that yonder year, could reflect something that eclipses our past exponentially. The thing is, it's hard seeing that. When your spirit is wounded. It's the tragedy. It's hard recognizing that. When your spirit is wounded. My wife. Very wise woman. I'll qualify and validate that wisdom. Because she married me. Now that was just pure uncalled for. See we're going to have to edit that out. Years ago, whenever, and it's been years now, when we first came to this church, 2007, Don and I came off the road and came back home. And I went to full-time employment. And uh, it wasn't just full-time employment, it was full-time overtime employment. Which was quite a switch from what I had been doing. To not have done that for six years and then boom, right into it. And there was coming a time, there was coming a time close to that three-year mark, they were working a U.S. surveyor, that I started feeling my spirit that, 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 that feel of a transition changed. I'd met that more than once in my life. I knew what it felt like, that there was a transition change that was coming up. And with that being said, Brother Mason, it it made me frustrated to be where I was. My heart, my body was there. My heart was elsewhere. And so in being there, and I'd all times talk to my wife about that, and she would listen so kindly and so compassionately and and try to fix my emotions, and and she was just a wonderful wife, a shoulder to lean on, cry on at that at times because I had such this frustration. These were the words of wisdom that she told me in those moments of that transition time uh, of life, of, of doing something that I didn't think I would go back to do ever, honestly, whenever I started evangelizing. And she said this, she says, Dear She says, one of these days, she says, years from now, you're going to look at this point in time and it's just going to be a blip on the radar. Just going to be a blip on the radar. What was she telling me? She's telling me, man, if you just got the will and you got the tenacity and you go forward and all of that, someday 
the latter is going to be greater than the, 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 the latter is going to be greater than the beginning. And this is this time right here of uncertainty and questioning and sometimes arboring a little bit of a wounded spirit. It's just going to be a blip on the radar. I've come to share that wisdom with you tonight. That if you'll find your will, you get up and go, you're due. You're apply. That there could be years from now sitting here at the First Apostolic Church on 1121 Street, that everybody that's sitting here right now looks right back at this time and moment and says, you know what? That was just a moment in time. Whew. If I could even say it like this, that was just a moment in time of transition to get from where we were to where we are. But beware, you can stand with me, but beware of a wounded, a wounded spirit. Because a wounded spirit can be the last thing, the last thing that lets go before it all goes. You hear me? The will of a person can be the last thing that lets go before life, life vanishes. In reality, their will. If they have a will to fight, they're going to be around probably. Probably good chance. My grandmother, Eisenberger, folks, the lady had a will to live. And by all common, all common things, she shouldn't have been living many times, but she had a will. Probably two, two, two years ago, let's see, two, three, three years ago, three years ago, two or three years ago. She's at desk door. We was at general conference. I was contemplating whether or not I should come home. <clears throat> that was the year I happened to preach at general conference and had grandma on my mind and doing that. And after it got done, I was trying to figure out if I should come home. I talked to different ones of the family. I talked to Rebecca. Talk, well, tell me really how, you know, everybody has their own take on grandma. How's grandma, you know? So I said, well, you know, and I sat with her all last time. I'm trying to contemplate that. You know what? I came home. She never died. I was here for another occurrence. She was out at the hospital. I got out there. I remember mom and dad calling me. They were going to the hospital. I went out there. It was early in the morning. There's grandma. Grandma said, no, I think I'm going. I think I'm going. And it's all, just all this stuff. We sat there in the hospital all stinking day. The next day, you know what? Grandma lived. I'm serious. We've, we paid so many bedside vigils. I'm serious. And I'm not making light or fun of the whole situation. I'm just saying this. She had a will to live. But whenever all this came... Here just recently, you know what happened? Grandma didn't have a will anymore. She ready to go. She ready to just go on. And so whenever the will was ready, it vanished. What are you saying? I'm saying as long as you got a will to go on, you're going to go on. As long as you got the tenacity and the spirit that says, it's not dying in this hour. It's going to live. It might be a little bit mangled, but it's going to live. Hallelujah. So beware of the, the tragedy of a broken, a broken spirit. Job, your best days aren't behind you. See, the tragedy is this, and I know I got you standing, but that's okay. Tragedy is this. If the wheel gets to the place that says, those days are, it's gone. Never reach that again. Woe is me, woe is I. It's just not going to happen. 
Let me tell you, you're going to get exactly what you expect. That's right. You know, the house starts falling apart. Well, this thing never going to look like it used to look. It'll never look like it used to look. Things, shingles starting to get right. Everything turning color. It's never going to look like it used to look. You know what? It's not. You know why? Because you don't have a whip for it to look any different. You won't do nothing about the shingle. Probably do nothing about the siding because you're already convinced in your mind it's never going to look like it used to look or look any better. So you just let it go to pot. Why? Because you don't have no will for it anyway. Look around you. Look around you. Your best days ain't behind you. Your best days ain't behind you. Sister Jessup, your best days ain't behind you. Brother Terry McGee, your best days ain't behind you. Fred McGee, your best days ain't behind you. Shauna Wood, Lord knows your best days ain't behind you. Heath Trout, your best days ain't behind you. Hallelujah. Let's just bow our heads in this place, if you will, right now. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. God, help me, God, to find your will and let my will correspond, let it match. These altars are open tonight, God. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's F-A-C-M-C. Thank you and have a blessed day.